You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 32. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! It's Crack-A-Lackin' Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 32. Whoop. On today's topic, we will be talking about the value of peace and serenity in one's life. We will be discussing what peace and serenity means to us, the importance of having peace and serenity in our lives, and ways to find our inner peace or serenity in life. Thank y'all for listening in today and look forward to having y'all along for the ride. What's up, fellas? Been a little hot second since it we got has. the record. Yes. It has. Great Exciting to be, back. to be here. That is good to be back. Well, first off, I want to um, say a, a big shout out. Thanks for all of you who have been downloading in Spain. We've had a lot of increase. Blowing up over there in Spain. So, as right. a little tribute, a mis hermanos y hermanas en España, gracias por escuchar. I caught the gracias part. <laughs> Thank you for listening. What John said. <laughs> no, we thank all you guys for listening. Uh, so excited to hear that we get a lot of followers in, from Spain. And shoot us a message and let us know how, how things are going over there. Absolutely. Well, uh, before we get going into the good old weekly segment of Would You Rather, we're going to stay on the topic of thanks and flip it over to John to little, read us a little uh, weekly review. Yeah, again, uh, thanks everybody who keeps, uh, anyone who keeps adding a review, putting in your input. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've also had some good suggestions of topics and uh, maybe people to interview. So we appreciate all that input and we'd love it if you would continue. <clears throat> so this one, uh, this review says, starts off as who knew I could love a podcast. And it says I was hesitant, but who knew I could love a podcast so much. Every episode touches the topics addressed in everyday life. I feel refreshed and ready to tackle the world after listening. Coffee, comma, workout, and who's driving your car podcast. And that's from Susie B. Oh, Thank you, Susie. That's awesome, Susie. Thank you. Yeah, gracias. Muchos. <laughs> Muchos? Yeah. Okay. A lot of thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. hate on these fly happenings, bro. Yeah. Speaking of that, purchase the domain for Fly Happenings. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you did. Oh, I can't That's wait to see probably, where this goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Going to work on trademarking it here at some point. <laughs> it's a little more of a process. All right, guys, it's uh, my turn this week on the Would You Rather, and had a little bit of a lighthearted one going into it, but Courtney, um, my right hand up here at the office, paralegal, um, I was telling her about it. I normally throw these things out to her beforehand. She was like, man, I have one I really wanted y'all to do and i looked at it listened to it and i was like oh man this is pretty deep thought and i think this is pretty good so she's um doing your work for you is that what happens she's, she's she does she's, help me a lot well, yes I, well i know she probably does most of the stuff and 
yep. I think the she's, office, <laughs> but now she's taking over this part too. Okay. Just, just <laughs> clarifying. What you got for us, hot dog? I'm anxious. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> okay. Would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth or the end of planet Earth? Go ahead, John. Ah. <laughs> Crickets. Well, in the beginning, there was just darkness and a void. And the word over the water. Um, so I don't know. I think it would probably have to be there for the beginning to kind of see how all that came together. Um, I don't know. The end sounds like it's going to be pretty fiery, maybe. So I would probably try to avoid that if I could. I'm self-warming, so, <laughs> you know, I'm already pretty hot enough already. So I don't need any extra heat coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What do you think, CC? <laughs> Man, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think of, uh, I'm kind of, I guess I'll be with Steve on this one. I mean, at the end, it's going to be pretty hot, <laughs> but of course, if there, if you, if you, if you, um, believe in the big bang theory, it was probably pretty warm then as well. Um, you know, but watching the earth be created in the early days, uh, would, would be pretty awesome. Uh, seeing how this whole thing came together, it would be pretty amazing. Cause when it goes, it's, I can envision how that would happen, but how it came together would be pretty amazing just to watch the creation. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with, watch it, watch it come together at the beginning. How about you, Matt? I kind of thought you'd be there, Craig. I didn't know where John would go with that. Um, I would second that as well, or third that, I guess. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, if I made it all the way to the end, I might have a chance to see Jesus come. Mm. But then again, I mean, he could come today. I don't know. But True. I, that was one of the first thoughts that came to my mind. But the spirit was already there, hovering above the water like I talked about. So There's, this you is already have... This is true. I mean, arguably, he's within us all in here yeah. every day. But I'm talking second coming action or something. Um, but yes, I would take the beginning as well. I don't really want to be around or know what happens at the end, but that's kind of one of my philosophies in life. Um, I'd, I'd rather take the, the beginning, seeing it all happen. That's awesome. Of course, if we're all kind of striving to get to heaven, of course, it's, it's exciting, the anticipation of it ending and being able to move on to the next level with jesus so that would be kind of cool yeah that's that's what comes assuming to you're in a right place I... I guess it depends what kind of state you're in to... <laughs> that's how anxious you good. want the end of the it world could be getting hotter. <laughs> it could be getting hot <laughs> you know do you want to hit fast forward or rewind on where you're at right now <laughs> uh no i thought that was good it was pretty thought-provoking that's where my mind went to the spiritual component but you could also go to the nature involvement component of things so uh but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. So thanks, Courtney. I, th I like the inspiration there. Oh, Courtney, kind of deep, man. Good job, Courtney. That was I know. deep. It was a different side yeah. of her that I haven't seen. I'm sure she's laughing pretty hard listening to this right now. <laughs> All right, guys, let's um, hop into the old topic of serenity, peace. Um, which, when I looked at it, a lot a lot of the inspiration really behind the topic comes from the serenity prayer, which I thought might be a nice thing to get into. The serenity prayer? Wait a second. I have it on my paper right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful, John. I'm glad you prepared for today. <laughs> um, let's hear it. I but, will say I added it in after you said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the serenity prayer a bit. Oh my gosh. The convergence happened since really, the last time I we I was spoke. really shocked because we usually don't have that much collaboration. 
and know what's going to be discussed beforehand. So I was a little surprised that you even threw that out for us. But Craig, you know, I, I want to say we, it's been a conversion for John the last couple of weeks, and I, I want to give you the credit for it. I feel like he's been a, not, a lot nicer, a lot more oh. thankful, appreciative <laughs> to Hot Dog here, you know, like even that. Uh, I did. I was like, awesome. almost fell over when you texted me that. Oh, my gosh, we got update, a prep on this a couple of days in advance. <laughs> But yes, this has been important to me a lot. I like this prayer. It's one of my favorite prayers. But also, um, I've gone. I've been going through some personal development happenings lately, which I think is great. And which I think honestly, all of us could. It's good to do that. Personal checks, etc. Um, I don't know that I've ever. Yes, John. I don't have anything to add. I'm just patiently listening. I don't know that I've ever really tried to to delve. I've always spent some time, but not this deep with it. So. Um, I thought it would be a nice topic. And when I look at the direct definition of serenity prior to getting to the prayer, it says the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. So why don't we kind of start with that? What, come, what comes to mind when you think of serenity? You could think of like nature. You could think of peace. You could think of meditation. I think a lot of things could come to mind. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a lot of different things can come to mind um, whenever you're talking about serenity. So first off, I'm going to start off with the opposite of that chaos and uh, mayhem and just the things that go on for the normal day-to-day stuff with just having to get up, get two small kids together, get them dressed, get them to daycare. You know, there's a lot of um, activities, distractions that goes on with that. And, um, you know, on the flip side of it, taking time away, being silent, uh, being in a peaceful place like I was able to go to uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, thanks to the Fricks, um, got to go to the mountains, spend some time in the mountains. And, you know, it's just a beautiful, peaceful uh, time that you can re- reflect, uh, look at uh, some of the beauty that has been created and appreciate that. Um, and it's just a really you know, a special time for me. Um, so that was one of the things that I remember on our trip that Dan <clears throat> talked about. He said, you know, more than anything else, um, being in the mountains, in nature, away from everything, more than anywhere else on the planet. And he's traveled a good bit. Uh, that's the place that he feels most at peace and most close to God. So it was a, an interesting dynamic being able to go do that. And again, thank you. We, we really enjoyed going along for the ride on that trip. Yeah, good little shout-out to Dan. That's awesome. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, peace and serenity, I guess the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned it was uh, just being in a state of calm. Uh, you know, so I think, like, imagine getting a massage. you got the little water trickling thing, the music. You're just, everything's dark. It's quiet. You're in this state where you're just letting your mind go. Uh, and so I think of peace as your environment how it creates peace, but also the internal peace. And so this mm-hmm. battle back and forth, like sometimes we're searching external peace to fill that internal peace, but then also how can the internal peace we pursue um, help us even when the external peace isn't so good? So I, uh, I'm thinking calm presence of God or the, even the absence of worry, which in this day and time is pretty difficult. Um, and I was thinking about worry, you know, giving way to anxiety or allowing your mind to dwell on troubles and so giving way to anxiety or allowing your mind to dwell in those negative areas is almost like it kind of says you're you're the one in in control of that you know you're giving into the anxiety Mm -hmm. or you're allowing yourself so how can i uh take control of of my thoughts and my 
feelings. And that's something we'll probably get into a little more as it proceeds. Yeah, I think that's really well said by both of y'all. Good take on that, John, going to the opposite of it. And Craig, I think myself personally, it's I can externally find a spot to sit, take a time out, but it is calming the mind. Yeah, that could be anxiety, worry, or many things going on. Yes, I don't have the kids and cannot appreciate John's chaos of times here. But I, I do, even John walked in today, man, hot dog, you okay? Well, I'm, I feel like I'm balancing trying to get a hot dog restaurant under control, run a podcast, and have 101 law clients. So my mind is all over the place. But Plus least, you have that long hair to deal with now. And dude, I know, it's a mess. <laughs> hey, it's still here somehow, though. I saw uh, somebody the other day, and they were like, man, I feel like, actually, shout out to Susie Book. I saw her, and she was like, she hadn't seen me in a while. She goes, man, that hair. I was like, yeah, and she was like, I feel like it goes with your vibe. I feel like the last year or two of your life, you're much more chill. Like, look at your hair. And I was like, what the heck? That's awesome. But I have discovered in the last like month or so, I've never been an early person. Been getting up pretty early, 5.30, 5.45, somewhere in there, sometimes 6 o'clock, and doing a little meditation, a little quiet, a little reading, drinking some green tea. Kind of actually, that green tea can kind of calm everything down for me. I think it does that. Maybe it's just my mind mentally telling me that, but... Man, it's just been a nice experience to get the the chaos away that John speaks of, but also what you're saying, Craig, to the inner calm, because I, that's a hard thing for me to enter calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must be that green tea I brought back from Colorado for him. <laughs> <laughs> green tea, quote unquote. <laughs> no, but I agree. And, you know, even if you are in a serene environment, um, you know, you still have to be able to control your thoughts, uh, control what is going on between the ears. Uh, because it, even if you are in a pristine place or in church or trying to meditate, if you can't control those things, it, it can totally get away from you. But, and for me, that's one, one of the things that I do find a lot of peace, a lot of serenity is, uh, you know, we've talked about doing adoration. Mm-hmm. That is something that uh, is a very peaceful thing for me to do. Likewise, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, also going to, to mass uh, and participating in that. Um, the more frequently that I do it, the more uh, peace, the more serenity I personally feel. Um, so it's, those are things that help, help me out. Yeah. Why don't we dive into the prayer a little bit now that we've kind of done a little Classic, who's driving your car, bro, talk on the definition of things. Do you have it down there? Yes, I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) I am proud of you for looking into it, John. I'm glad you, I'm going to take this more seriously and try to give you an outline early on so that, because it seems like that you actually do take that to heart. There's actually a, I think it's a short version and a long version of the prayer. Like, are you familiar with that, John? Or Craig? There's a, at least yeah. a couple of different ones. There's a few variations of it. Yes. So I'm going to go with the shorter and then roll into the long. I'll just read it all here. And this is the version I have. I, I do agree there's different ones out there. And it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. And I thought it would be, there's several things that pop out here, but I thought it'd be a cool thing. It says, this is the first line, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. So the first thing you've got to ask 
for serenity or find a way to have serenity to then deal with it, it could be something you cannot change it could be some anxiety some worry some fear it kind of toggles into that but first you've got to find a way to or a habit or commit to finding serenity i believe first to then be granted the ability to fix change or get rid of that worry fear what do y'all think about that no i agree um it's something that you you know have to have some type of control um you know, you can't really control everything that happens to you, but you can control the way that you respond to, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of those things that go on during life. So if you can control your emotions, can control your response to those things, it will go a long way as far as keeping you in line of where you want to be. Yeah, I agree. It reminds me of a story. All right. Great. Reminds me of a story. Story time with CC. Story time with CC. <laughs> so... One time there was this king, and he challenged a lot of his artists uh, that he was going to give a prize for whoever could paint the best picture to represent peace and serenity. And so these people are submitting artwork, and one particular artist drew this really beautiful picture where the lake was serene and real still, not even a ripple, mountains in the background, beautiful, lush, snow-capped, blue skies, lots of clouds. Everybody who looked at all the art thought, man, this, is, this guy's going to take it to the house. And uh, really, really awesome. When the king announces the winner, it ends up being a similar picture with a, a rough lake, a lot of wind, bare mountains, lightning in the background, clouds, trees were a little desolate. And everybody's thinking, you know, why, why did this win? When you looked closer in one of the mountain crevices, there was a little nest with this little bird, had his, his little many birds with them and uh you know this tiny bush was growing out of the cracks in the rock the bird had built her nest in that area and she sat on her nest with peace amidst the chaos and so um peace is not necessarily a place where there's no noise or trouble but in the midst of the chaos still being calm in the heart and uh you know really peace is the state of mind and not the state of your surroundings so the bird, the mother bird was calm amidst the chaos. And so it's sort of that, you know, trying to go to that place where even amidst the noise, you're, you're finding that inner peace. And for her, I mean, she was peaceful just being with her, her little chicks. And in our, in our situation, whenever there's, you know, this, this craziness, we're just asking God for that peace amidst the chaos. That's going to be a good visual for me going forward, actually, Craig. I think that that is awesome. It really is. It's kind of cool how this is tying together. John and the chaos early on and then this. I, I think that's a, uh, a great point because things in life are going to happen. It's inevitable. It's in, I was listening to somebody talk on happiness the other day on a different podcast. And they were talking about, and it's a true statement. We're all going to die at some point. Just as much as stuff's going to happen to us in our lives. That's just a given. But we do, as John was just alluding to, have the ability to control you know our thoughts processes but at the same time it's easier if you can find that piece of you can be that bird on top of the nest amidst all the stuff going on and there's multiple ways to get to that in our lives and we can talk about those avenues but i think that's really neat greg well said yeah you know story time <laughs> story time with cc yeah, we were looking for some new segments this sounds perfect <laughs> Yeah, so the, the second part of that, um, and I did have the short version, apparently. Um, I, mine is only three lines that I have written down. Uh, the other thing is, do you, whenever I look, pulled this up to have it on hand, is this was originally um, 
stated during a sermon that uh, I think it was a pastor had given in the 1930s. Did you? No kidding. Do you happen no. to remember his name? No, I didn't even know that that's how it came about, to be so honest. So that's, that was something that I was like, man, that's pretty neat how hmm. this was something that was originally uh, stated during a lecture or a sermon, something to that extent. And look how far it's come, how many lives that it's touched. I know it's something that's commonly recited at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still 12 step programs, other things like that. And, uh, was talking about this with my wife last night and she was like, I say that prayer all the time, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's really, pro- you know, I didn't even know of the prayer until a few years ago <clears throat> myself. I mean, I maybe heard bits and pieces of it and I've mentioned it and people say it all the time, but I, I do, I like to, I like another part in the, in the early part is having the wisdom to know the difference. And I think if you do, again, find that inner peace, calm, untroubledness, it brings you to where your mind can have more of a clear state. Or I'm with John. Adoration is a place where I find it. Or for sure I'm with Dan Dan the Man Frick up there in the mountains, especially in North Carolina, somewhere Man like Frick. that. I really, I really can feel that. And when you can, sometimes you get more clarity. You're closer to God. Not that God's not with you, but you're closer maybe mentally, spiritually in those moments to where you can find clarity in different decisions that you're trying to make in your life or things that might come about. Yeah. You know, I think the second big, the second portion of the, the prayer talks about uh, the courage to change the things I can. And, you know, change is very commonly difficult for most people to do so um, a lot of people really resist change um, because it's scary it's uncomfortable and you know it it does take courageous steps to move forward out of your comfort comfort zone to um, make the necessary improvements modifications to what may be hindering you to move in a more positive direction that's awesome. You know, it's courage because, um, you know, there's a couple quotes I found that were just interesting to reflect on. Uh, we've quoted George Michael before, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently at one point in his life, you he gotta said, have faith. You're right. You gotta have faith. <laughs> no, but at one point uh, in his life, he was hoping he's going to sing again. Um, you'll you never, f- <laughs> you'll never find peace of mind until you listen to your heart. So it's like, you know, if you're just waiting on someone else to give you that peace, first you have to look into your heart. And then uh, another quote by a guy named Wayne Dyer said, peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is, rather than you think uh, it should be. So, you know, just having the courage to, to look into yourself and not be afraid to know that you can be in control of your peace and serenity if you know, you know how to accept where you're at and then go, you know, find ways to improve and go forward. Uh, I think it's really well said, Craig, and I think that's one of the awesome things that we are given by God here, free will, to be able to make those decisions, to um, look at these these things that happens in life as an opportunity. I mean, it could be as, as much as adversity in life, losing a loved one, think with a job, stuff like that. And we are. We're trying to—the positive, uplifting side of things is, is a real goal for all three of us in our lives, and I think if you can— you know, a lot of us, the, the back half of that prayer talks about surrendering to his will. And I think a lot of people, it, that's a struggle for me mm-hmm. personally. That's hard to do to let go or to figure that out. But I think if you ultimately put steps in your life that can bring you to places of serenity, you're that much further along to be able to surrender to the Lord's will and, and what he might have in store for your life. Yeah, I would agree. And that, you know, the last portion of the, uh, the prayer that I have, which talks about wisdom, um, you know, it says the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, you know, and I, I think that's so true because, um, 
whenever you're going through these trials, tribulations, you, you're needing to make these changes. It takes a lot of patience and a lot of wisdom to sort through the uh, peer pressure, emotional pressure, um, to figure out what may be the best avenue for you. So it's not an easy process, and uh, I would agree. It, it takes patience and wisdom to sometimes see what um, may be the best out for you. Yeah, I think the patience, <clears throat> wisdom, commitment. Also, you can feel like, man, am I getting, I've spent time, I've gone to adoration, or I've spent time with the Lord. I've tried to figure this out, and it's still not there. But having the ability to look at the progress you're making along the way and getting the clarity and also sticking with it because sometimes it can take you a little while to, to find that place, even if you're just looking for a, a brief moment of life to find, to be that bird on top of the nest in the middle of the storm once a day. Birdman. <laughs> you know, it, it, it can take an effort or practices in your life to get there. Another thing that I kind of wrote down is if you have peace with who you are and who God created you to be, you're going to ultimately find peace in your life. So if you can be at peace with, you know, God made us all different. He made us in his image and his likeness. And we all have our special gifts, talents, abilities. And a lot of times we might look at them and not like one thing or like something more than the other and be like, daggum, why am I this way? But once you can find peace with who you are and those strengths, abilities that God gave you, I think it allows you to be at peace with everything else in your life. That's awesome, man. It's, uh, there was a quote from John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I think that that dichotomy or that battle between peace or no peace always comes down to, um, you know, is, am I living, you know, is this world giving me what I think I need to be or have and what I don't have and focusing on those things as opposed to like what you said, you know, accepting who you are, who God made you to be, the, the gift that that is and reflecting on that, knowing that, you know, if you're going to spend your whole life struggling and, and eating yourself up because you're not this, not that, don't have this, don't have that, I mean, you're only here for a short period of time. Snap a finger, Matt. That's right, talk about. And, uh, and just thinking about, like you said, the, what's the importance of being in that state, mm -hmm. of being in that state of peace, um, how it affects our, our mind, uh, our patience tolerance. I think we sleep better. I think we're happier. I think that our relationships with others are better. And it just kind of keeps feeding uh, that peaceful state. Yeah, it's infectious. It's so, infectious. Not that we're always not struggling in some sense, mm -hmm. but just finding those tools to get us there, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Uh, you know, to me, it kind of touches on what both of you had said, how if you're more in line of uh, what you were designed to do, what your purpose is in life, if you find that, I think you will have more peace with yourself, um, more happiness, and more... Um, you know, easy environment with life and just accept the things that come and, and move forward. Yeah, very well said, John. And I think talking on to what Craig was just saying, having those tools, I think that's a that's a thing. Um, you know, even as simple as the Bible and a lot of the, the stuff that comes out of the Bible, those verses that we lean on a lot, I do personally, that gives me a sense of peace, um, calm, etc. whenever I'm in a situation to read that. But also knowing that and it is a snap of the finger. I'm glad we got that brought back up, Craig. Uh, but it is true. Like you can get really worked up on a situation and look at it, but and make it probably a bigger deal than it is. Have some anxiety, have some worry about it. But ultimately, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, we are here for a short amount of time. It's very limited. And to know that 
but I fast forward in my head 500 years, you're like, golly, like it's not that big of a deal. And it helps me personally. That's one of the tools I use to try to quantify whatever the, the issue is in my own life to let's compare it to the scale of eternity. Right. There's an old saying, don't make mountains out of molehills. Or as Steve would probably say, don't make mountains out of ant piles. <laughs> 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 you know, just, you, just, you know, you ask yourself, all right, in this moment, does someone on the planet have it worse than me right now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Yeah, or will this, will this matter in five years? You it, know, it's, <laughs> that's interesting. You know, we have a 14 year old in the house and, uh, going through, um, you know, the things that 14 year olds go through. It's funny to see how easily, um, you know, they get worked up over meaningless kind of things. Uh, but it's a great reminder for me to say, okay, 14 year olds being unreasonable for something that's not that big of a deal. Maybe I've been unreasonable at th- for other things that may be a bigger mm-hmm. deal than some of, the, some of the things we've had discussions with him about, but it's even going through those trials, it's it's a way that you can uh, pick up tips and remind yourself that hey, you know, maybe I made a bigger deal out of something that really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I think that's another way to look at the, that, John. Too of what one person sees as a big deal, Andrew in his state of life. That that's good to, to try to put yourself in those shoes and, and see what that may mean to that person. It's kind of like my old uh, thing I like to do at night to take three where I like to pray for somebody, spend three minutes doing some Hail Marys for them, pray for their family, et cetera, but then try to put myself in their shoes because like, I, I normally, if I was just giving a good example, I could take Craig over here, pray for him, pray for his family, and I look at him and I'm like, sometimes I would look at Craig and be like, man, that dude, he's got it. He's oh, got, yeah. <laughs> he's got it. Of course, I actually do think that a lot of ways, but he mm-hmm. does, man. Great wife, wonderful kids. His kids are on the backside. Like, he's about to have all, some awesome time ahead uh, to spend with April, go visit, see his kids. It all sounds fun to me, but I'm sure at the same time, there's a lot of Craig going on saying, man, all those times. And I read that beautiful thing you, you, you posted on the line about your grandmother. And I was reading that and you were talking about memories with your kids on the beach when they were younger. And I'm sure there's a party that's like, golly, those times are, I can't get back. That's probably difficult for yeah. you. Something that I can't personally appreciate, but try to appreciate when I'm looking at it and not just look at, oh man, Craig's got it just amazing, awesome, but he really does to the listeners. <laughs> but, uh, but that there's other things that, that, while to me wouldn't seem to be a big deal or a big deal for the person going through it at the time. Yeah, and you know, and don't be fooled. I mean, even though you might look at other people in this world, you know, we talk about, you know, these people like, oh, if I could just be like this movie star and have all this money or all this stuff or have this certain life, um, you know, the grass is always greener, but you know, it, it may not be as green. And so, you know, even what might be perceived as something that you want need, they're, they're probably going through their own issues as well. So everybody has their own personal uh, struggles and their, and their journey for peace, whatever that may be. And uh, that's really cool to put yourself in other shoes. I like that because a lot of times it helps you relate to what maybe they're going through. And, hey, maybe you get an opportunity to show them um, something that will bring them more peace. You know, if you can identify a friend or colleague, family member that is struggling or anxious, you know, sharing uh, these words with them to just be able to give them some hope and some some calm and peace in their life. That's pretty cool. Man, that might be a good idea for some uh, merch. Uh, CC Life. (laughs) 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 We could put that on a t-shirt. The CC Life. You know, the last thing... Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I'm going to move on to something else from the Serenity 
prayer. So if you yeah, that's what I was going to do too, well, as well, man. So why don't we see what you got? And see okay. what I had. Well, um, I brought up some other things in the past about the catechism, so I looked at looked at it again, and I have some interesting stuff that I want to share and get y'all's thoughts on it. So it says, "Peace is not merely the absence of war, and it is not limited to maintaining the balance of powers between adversaries. Peace cannot be attained on Earth." without safeguarding the goods of persons, free communication of men, respect for dignity of persons and peoples, and the assiduous practice of fraternity. Peace is the tranquility of order. Peace is the work of justice and the effect of charity. Hmm. That came out of catechism? Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting on the brief aside here? Mm-hmm in my miracle morning happenings that I've been on in the mornings with this green tea, I started reading. <laughs> <laughs> it is really green tea. You may not want to try this at home, folks. It's <laughs> 18 or older. Really green tea. In any event, um, I started reading the catechism. I've never, and I kind of mm-hmm. was like, man, I probably should know a little more about this, but it's like a deal where one day at a time, it kind of takes you through it, catechism and whatnot. And I kind of have noticed, I haven't got to that wherever that is in there, John. I'm early on here. We're on like day 14 or something. But I've kind of, I had a similar thought, not exactly to peace and serenity, but it kind of ties that together. I thought, man, if you in your life do all the things, which is very hard because we are made of the flesh and we sin and that's just the way it's going to go. But if you strive for, for doing the right things in life, I think you can find, it helps you to find a better inner peace about yourself, knowing that you are doing right by as much as simple as treating someone like you want to be treated, you know? Like the, the, those things in life, if you do the, the standards and, and try your best not to sin and just be a model person, a good person, try to, try to truly be that image of Christ, I think you can ultimately find a nice, serene, peaceful inner at the same time. And that, that's kind of what I was listening to on the back half of that prayer, John. Yeah, I need, I need to give uh, some credit for this. Um, my brother, Father Michael, is the one that whenever I knew we, it. No whenever we, well, whenever we were talking, he were talking about some of the subjects. He's like, man, the catechism has a lot of different things on some of the stuff y'all are talking about. It you may want to look at some of the things that are written in there. So um, that's where I heard about the fruit of the spirit. Um, so it, it's been a good tool that whenever we do have a topic mm-hmm. like this, I'll just look and see what it says. And I don't know, it was pretty interesting. You know, three words that jumped out when you said that were order, justice, and charity. And you think of disorder, uh, you know, unjust, and selfishness, I guess, maybe the opposite of charity. And so that seems to be a lot of what we see in the world, um, especially these days. And, you know, in our own lives, um, I think we can be aware, like taking those times to kind of reflect on ourselves and, hey, what's bringing me disorder? Mm-hmm. You know, when do I feel unjust or when I'm not being so charitable? And then reversing it and then trying to find, okay, if I know that this pathway creates all this stress, anxiety, and discord, but if I can find ways in my life, you know, do you know the things that make you stress and worry? It's like, okay, maybe I need to be a little more charitable and give mm-hmm. more of myself and give more of my love to others. Or maybe the disorder in my life is, hey, maybe I got to have to set some limits. Maybe I need to slow down a little bit, unclutter my world a little bit, um, prioritize so that I don't have so much eating me up all the time, um, accepting and letting go of things. And so that's kind of a, that was a really cool reflection, Steve. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And the other thing that really jumped out for me was, uh, you know, peace cannot be attained on earth without safeguarding goods of persons, free communication of men, and res- uh, respect for the dignity of persons and people. That was, yeah. uh, you know, something else that mm. certainly if you uh, read the news or you turn on your TV, you're going to see um, a lot of that is not going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another thing that reading this, I was like, wow, all of this is super relevant for now and today. It's almost like an event happens and we can we can use recent events um, when maybe people don't observe something that's just. And you have two ways of attacking it, right? You can fight it with more fight anger aggression disorder or you can turn that evil back on itself like jesus did right he got beat up kicked on spit made fun of could have killed everybody in a snap of a finger (laughs) no pun intended but he accepted and you know he basically took it to the cross with him and turned it on itself and then evil has no power at that point and so it's kind of a challenge for all of us whenever we feel our blood pressure rising um with what we're hearing and seeing and you know, you can, you can fight fire with fire, which the devil would love you to do that. Um, but, you know, you're, you're just getting yourself further and further from that peace and serenity. I think that, that we need, our families need, and the world needs. Preach on, CC. <laughs> Absolutely, CC. This is good stuff. Can buddy. I get an amen? Hallelujah, <laughs> <laughs> man. I, I don't know. It's just a thought, though. Think about it, you know. Yeah, turning evil on itself, man. That's that's really good stuff. And But I do. I think that's awesome, John, that you've been bringing some of this delight to us as well. Um Keep on keeping on, brother. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, look, it'd be a nice thing, I think, at this point. We've kind of delved in some definition, broken down the prayer a little bit to to look at some ways that we can find our inner peace, some modalities we can maybe put in our life that um, that can help. Y'all got anything that comes to mind when, when we talk about that? Well, I think you, you spoke well earlier when you said, hey, maybe get up a little earlier. Um, Thank you, CC. Drink, <laughs> drink the quote-unquote green tea. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe read the Bible, but I think just little I need things. to go check this tea out. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a tea. Oh, never mind. We're going to have high tea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just going to get state this is green oh, tea. That's awesome. I don't, I'm kind of going back to earlier, just doing the opposite of everything that drives you crazy. So I, may, I went and found a bunch of examples. I mean, I've got more here than we probably need to talk about, but you know, setting limits, you know, instead of checking your phone every hour, maybe say, okay, for one hour a day, I'm going to check my email um, and prioritize what's most important. Finding relaxation, like Matt said, which could be breathing, yoga, meditation. Um, don't make mountains out of uh, molehills or anthills. You know, just slowing down, uncluttering your mind. Uh, somebody said being 10 minutes early can help, right? Just mm-hmm. takes the edge off of being late, accepting and letting go. Um, and just making maybe escaping for a while or, or having a friend help you solve a problem that's been weighing you down. Um, and then somebody said one time, remember the five little words that will help you stay sane one thing at a time, you know, so just mm-hmm. breathe. There's, you know, just handle one thing at a time instead of thinking of the 50 things you have to do. That's a couple things. I'm, I have a hard time with that sometimes. I'm sort of ADHD in that I'm, I'm juggling 50 things in my head and it just, you just kind of live in a state of anxiety. So carving out one thing I think can help I absolutely relate I feel like there's I'm working on one thing another thing another thing I can't stay on one task at a time I seem to have the same issues but I would second that on two things Craig like phone if you just leave your phone away from you which I've started doing more and more like I think instantly you're not your mind can slow I'm not worried about checking stocks little (laughs) CVLB out there Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> not worried about that or like if someone's hitting me up with something to do something's going on at the restaurant like it's just kind of out of sight out of mind and i think that immediately for myself like there's not a need to go check something or look at something and i do think the morning activity getting up early which i'm truly not really a i don't mind being up early but like zooming around in the morning has made everything slow down for me by the time i'm to work i'm wide awake i'm hip-hopping around get all my stuff done in the morning i don't feel like when i get home i might i love my little prayer life but sometimes i get home in the evenings and so much is going on i'm hurrying through it i'm not even getting much out of it versus if you're up early and you're going through that i think it's a total different look on the day and the last thing i'm gonna throw out there on that is uh on the early part short aside i went and picked up i bought the dog she had a major neck surgery as y'all know here recently to the vet this morning got her stitches out and um i was asking doc he's 67 Dude's like running still every morning, good shape, working hard. It's, it's highly impressive. And I said, Doc, I'm just curious, what time do you get up in the morning? He said, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And he's out there running, doing his thing, but it's amazing. Like, Bebop is still at that age. And, it, and I thought to myself, man, that's, that's I'm not on the 4 a.m. train. But <laughs> that's but me either. It's, it's no, cool. It's, either. These things do work. And I'm not, we're not sitting up here trying to tell people to work, get up early, but it's the same thing as Craig saying, getting somewhere 10 minutes early can kind of, kind of slow all that down for you what do you think about that johnny boy no i agree and i mean the the things for me specifically that seem to work or maybe trying to remove some of the chaos that may be immediately surrounding me Uh, also going to adoration uh, going and participating in church more frequently all of those things are very beneficial for me and then also the realization that you know you you know, with some work, you can control your thoughts and not dwell on the things that you, you know, like we talked about in the prayer, that you can't control, except the things that, uh, you know, you don't have any control over and do your best to try to get yourself where you want to go in the things that you can have some control or leverage over. Yeah, I think like with anything in life, this is stuff that takes work, it takes practice, it takes implementation. And and that was the one thing I was going to hit on back earlier on the prayer when you said that, John, and it just reminded me, both parts, both paragraphs talk about accepting, accepting the things you cannot change and accepting hardships. And then they're surrendering to God's will. So I think if you just start out with that, just some form of, of accepting them and things are the way they are, and then trying to do these things like you're saying, CC, about putting some different things in your life that can help you with these things, I think you're in a better place for it, and you can be that bird on top of the nest. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. And like we'd said, you know, it seems like the theme, too, is uh, going back to Jesus, right? So mm-hmm. there's another quote from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So at the end of the day... You know, I think just like Steve mentioned and, and Matt, you know, adoration and prayer, just just pray and give all your worries and anxieties to him. Um, even if you don't know, even if you don't pray, you know, dear God, I, just, I got all this going on. I'll give it to you, you know, do your will. Um, and, you know, the peace that comes from doing that and knowing that he's going to at least give you the understanding of, you know, a lot of times we think that we pray for the thing to happen. Like, OK, don't let my loved one die. We pray mm-hmm. for that. We pray for that. Well, we're human. We're, we're on earth. This, we're all going to die. But maybe what God can give you is the peace uh, to accept that and, and help you get over those losses. Um, so a lot of times what we're, real, you know, there's that old song, some of, one of God's, uh, what's that song? Uh, 
one of God's greatest gifts unanswered is unanswered prayers. prayers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Garth prayer, Brooks. Garth Brooks. So the prayer that you want answered uh, might not come in the way that you're wanting it to be answered, but the gift that he gives you could be one of those gifts of the Holy Spirit we talked about mm-hmm. where he gives you the peace and the understanding, the acceptance, so that you can be at, you know, in a peaceful state. That's awesome, Greg. And I think what's neat about that verse, it says in every situation, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it says every situation offering prayer and petition. And that's true. I think you're right. It might not be what you're asking for or what you want to happen, but it's God may be wanting something different for you or is wanting something different for you in life. But in every situation, Mm -hmm. for the good or for the bad, if you give prayer and petition, I think that that's that's an awesome thing, man. Great verse. All right, guys, it's time to bebop our way over to the weekly segment of Bebity Bop Bop. Beep, bop, 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 bop. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> what made you hit the gas or pump the brakes? And this week, we're going to throw it over to CeCe. All right, so I pumped the brakes last week. <laughs> we talk about finding your inner peace. And so um, I had to, you know, it was time for a little family vacation. We wanted to escape for a while and, and kind of get away. So we went to the mountains of North Carolina and got a really cool little cabin in the hills uh, in, in the trees, almost like a tree house. And, uh, it was real peaceful. Oh. Speaking of tree house, <laughs> it was beautiful. Did lots of hikes and, uh, looked at waterfalls and spent family time. So it was, um, a good time to hit the brakes, came back through orange beach and uh, had some beach time. So it was mountains and beach. Uh, and during that journey, we got the message that my grandmother had passed away. And so it was sort of like I was hitting the brakes to reflect and be with my family, but in that moment of hearing of her passing, it really makes you, and I think any of us that have lost a loved one, it really makes you hit the brakes and reflect on um, your relationship with them and the, the memories you had with them and also on your own life. And at the moment, whenever I got the word, we were sitting on a balcony uh, in a condo at night. And if you've ever gone to these condos on the beach, you see kids running around the beach with flashlights uh, looking for crabs and playing and I'm looking at my daughters and I, I made a comment on this in a Facebook post about you know the, the lights in my balcony were all coming from their cell phones but in the past we would be on the beach running around <laughs> and it was just it was kind of wild because here we are having that moment and that memory and and I'm sitting there looking at lights and looking thinking about my grandmother and you know she had a great life she was 93 uh, and the last four or five years of her life, her health had declined due to multiple um, medical things that had come up. And she was really at a point now where she was on hospice. And so it wasn't a surprise. It was going to happen within a week or two of us being on this trip. And it was inevitable. But, you know, you kind of take it for granted when they're really sick like that for a while. And, you know, but whenever they finally pass, you start to think about that life. And I had made some comments about um, my childhood. And, you know, I made my first communion. She gave me uh, my first rosary. And, and, you know, for those of anybody out there that knows what a rosary is, it's a, it's a meditation uh, on, on uh, Jesus' life through the mysteries and the Hail Marys and Our Fathers. I won't get into details, but it's a, it's a very awesome prayer that makes you stop, uh, makes you reflect. It makes you take time to, to really um, pray and connect with, with God. And so she gave me that gift. And over the years, obviously, I've used it many times, and it's, it's been for, with me and for me in many occasions. And gotten me through that and it's just that one little gift she gave me and it's the life how much it did for me and of course being my grandmother and all the memories we had I mean that's all uh, amazing and so you know it's just one of those things like we're all gonna we're all gonna be there one day and we all have one opportunity to 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 give someone peace be there for them uh, love them 
and it, it's uh, so she was special. Uh, she had a great life, you know, had three kids and multiple grandchildren, and uh, so family vacation turned into a reflection on life and her life, and so that was my I hit the brakes for uh, last week. That's beautifully said, Greg. And um, I just want to say I, I, I know you really well, one of my very dear friends here, and I know she had a big impact on your life. Uh, but I, I sense of I, I get a sense of peace and serenity, and, and I go back to that uh, the definition, and it says, "State of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled." And I sense that y'all family, etc., has a sense of untroubledness. And she's where she needs to go. She had a had a good run, and I think that's really neat. Uh, but do you know, in loving memory of her, for myself personally, man, we're praying for y'all. Oh, appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. We were glad to come back to you today. Good to be together, guys. Yes, it yes. was. Good back time. in the saddle, so to speak, here. Oh, um, I found the saddle. <laughs> I found a little man saddle and when I was on one of my trips. Oh, a man saddle. <laughs> that's right. Did you did? Oh, uh, man, that's good stuff. It was the frick, so though I didn't bring it back. <laughs> I tried to get him to. <laughs> but look, uh, guys, in, in uh, a little throw out to old CC over there and his picture of that bird. Um, sitting on top of that nest with all the chaos going around, maybe shoot us a picture or two of something that you find to be serene or, um, you know, peaceful in your life or tell us a story or two. And until next time, we'll catch you later. I... Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?